0: Welcome to Working for Women, the independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better.
1: Hi, I'm Carrie Lucas, president of Independent Women's Forum, and I am thrilled today to be here with Inez Stepman um, to talk a little bit about the higher ed scandal. I'm sure that a lot of people have been seeing this in the news with um, wealthy parents trying to buy their kids' ways into prestigious colleges. Inez, can you give us a little background on, on what's going on?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, about 50, both wealthy parents and various officials, school officials. So, for example, you know, various coaches and admissions officials uh, have been caught in this massive bribery scandal involving millions of dollars uh, to gain admission for some of these kids that didn't meet the uh, threshold academic. Or average academic requirements, GPA, SAT, ACT scores, and so on, um, for a bunch of these elite universities, and and it's captured a bunch of the public's attention. I think, as we love to see, we love to see like a good scandal, right? This involves actresses, that you know, involves I think William H Macy's wife, and all kinds of uh, there's a Hollywood connection here and a celebrity connection that makes this kind of fun to watch for a lot of people. But I think the real scandal behind this is is that. We've placed so much um, so much emphasis on going to the right four-year university right out of high school that people are willing to pay, for example, uh, half a million dollars to have their daughter listed as a fake crew recruit so that she can get into <laughs> USD, right? That That's an absurd level uh, to, of sort of value to place on a degree that by all accounts seems to be getting – I mean, we're not getting what we have been promised by these kinds of degrees, right? We were promised two things by the universities, right, for this big investment that we're all making in them. One is that we're going to turn out wiser citizens, right? We're going to have to have uh, uh, folks imbued with higher learning, with the classical liberal arts, and, and they're going to be better citizens. And two is that they're going to have better earning power. They're going to pay more in taxes. They're going to start businesses and hire people. And it turns out that universities have not really delivered for the last few decades on either one of those promises.
1: But yeah, you, it really is interesting because it seems that it's, it's, um, all these people were paying money to get their kids into these schools, their kids who apparently couldn't, um, didn't have the academic chops to to get in on their own. Um, but then nobody was thinking, oh, no, my kid, once I get my kid in there, they, they might have trouble getting through college. So I think that is kind of an interesting and telling um, kind of um, the missing scandal from, from this is that there was no concern on the other end.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, nobody has even brought up, actually, the fact that, like, no, there was not even any second guessing. These kids were sometimes far below the academic standards for the universities, because everyone knows in, in real life, the real uh, struggle is getting through the door at these elite universities. In fact, Ben Shapiro was telling a story on his podcast about going to Harvard Law. And the first day of Harvard Law, um, the dean, which was then, by the way, Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan, um, stood in front of the Harvard Law class and said, I know you think this is going to be a cutthroat competition. Um, in fact, you're all winners. You are you're winners just by walking through this door and you will all get good jobs and you'll all get powerful jobs in society, right? That's the reality of college, that it's an elite sorting mechanism. Now, look, they're private institutions. I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm a limited government person. Um, look, if, if private institutions want to sh- uh, sell a basic, what is basically an elite sorting degree, a, a, uh, a rubber stamp that says you're a member of the elite and people are willing to pay 50000 $60,000 a year for it, you know, more power to them. But it's not clear why the taxpayer should be underwriting a lot of these loans and transferring massive amounts of money to these universities if they're not fulfilling any of those promises of the wiser citizens and the earning power um, that that were the purpose of the, that public investment from people, by the way, two-thirds of which don't have any four-year degree. So we're literally taking from the average taxpayer and underwriting the women's studies degree at Harvard for you know somebody, uh, the, the daughters of the
1: elite. It really that's that is I think the amazing and most important point in this um, is that this is something that that uh, that everyone is paying for. The taxpayers are are supporting, um, and that the government policy really has been been creating it as part of the the root cause of this. I found it interesting that as the time of all this, the scandal was cr- um, was cracking, and as you saw some of this incredible bribery of from these powerful and wealthy, wealthy institutions that had been, um, been behaving in this corrupt way, you had hearings going on on the Hill about um, trying to crack down or create new regulations on for-profit schools. Um, and these are schools that tend to serve uh, lower income populations, less skilled, or that are much more focused on helping people who, um, um, who have less yeah. You know, they certainly they don't have parents who are gonna spend um a hundred thousand dollars on um their education ed- education or are, are able to bribe their way in. And it's interesting, of course, you want those schools to be um, responsible and, and to be, pro- be providing transparent value and to, to be honest with their students, and those are regulations that make sense, um, but it's interesting, this idea of of this of trying to crack down on those for-profit universities, which are trying to serve this underserved population, but then here we go. We've really accepted this idea of a system that would um, just give the green light and throw money, both um, you know, taxpayer money and then charitable contributions to these uh, officially you know, uh, these um, private but uh, but publicly supported universities that are often providing you know no greater value than some of the, the for-profit um, universities that are under such scrutiny by the regulators.
0: Absolutely, there. there so as you said, there were hearings um, to place heavy regulations on for-profit universities um, because they're engaged in. And and that's 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 how we talk about education in general at the K-12 level, right? Profit bad. Ooh, if it's for profit, it must be exploitative, right? Um, what in the reality is uh, in the, the legacy for your universities are those traditional institutions the word nonprofit really covers a multitude of sins right um, these universities in some cases have you know billions and billions and billions of dollars in endowments Harvard and Yale have over 30 billion dollars in endowments um, each there's not really clear why anybody should pay to get it a uh, Harvard and Yale degree when their alumni are donating to this endowment where they could easily send all of their students tuition free through Harvard and Yale. Um, so that's the that's so-called nonprofit. That's not tax. And that means that they, they have motives are pure, right? And similarly, um, you know, there's a ton of waste in universities. Uh, they all have Olympic-sized swimming pools now. They compete in terms of the, the um, sort of amenities that they can offer students. Dorm life is a lot nicer than it used to be, and they can underwrite these massive, quote-unquote, diversity departments, right? Sometimes staff with dozens or even hundreds of people making generous six-figure salaries. They have money for all of that, and yet they continue to raise tuition year over year because the federal government underwrites student loans. So there's this nice little game going on here. The, the, the federal government looks at the average tuition, says, okay, it's $35,000 this year. Um, so we, the students can borrow up to $35,000 per year underwritten by the, the, the federal government, right, by the taxpayer. Okay. Then, uh, then the schools look around and say, all right, well, everybody's got $35,000 in their pocket. Well, now it's going to be 38 because everybody can find $3,000 to, you know, put on top of what they borrow from the government uh, to go to our prestigious universities. So that, that pushes the rate over time of, of tuition up and up and up. And that's what we've seen. We've seen tuition rates skyrocket well above inflation. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the things that uh, this kind of a generational gap, right? Um, when people say work your way through college. If, if college is ten thousand dollars, you can absolutely do that. Maybe it's, if it's even twenty thousand dollars, you can you can work part time or even full time in college and make that kind of money. As even if you're you know don't have any other credentials um, as as a, a just out of high school student, if you're talking fifty sixty thousand dollars a year right now, you're talking about a middle class salary for a kid out of high school to be able to quote unquote work his way through um, through university because. University tuition has skyrocketed so far above inflation in no small part because of taxpayer subsidies.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's amazing. So, what, what do you think the answer is? Obviously, um, we're going to be seeing. I'm sure we're going to um, watch, and there's going to be tremendous media attention on any on trials or the the, um, the proceedings of this of these bribery revelations as they unfold, and, and punishment is uh, meted out. But what do you think it is? What what's the solution in terms of of um, you know, changing how we approach higher ed to, to not to make it so parents aren't tempted to to bribe their way into schools or um, or waste their money. At a four-year degree, four-year degree that doesn't provide any real value.
0: Absolutely, and I, I think I think one of the solutions is already happening, right? Which is that I think this upcoming generation that's looking at going to university now uh, is looking at the example of the millennials, right? Um, we what we went massively into debt. People told us our parents, you know, all of the sort of societal message, right, was very clearly. This is the only way to succeed. You must get into college. Don't worry about the, uh, the cost of it. Don't worry about the loans you'll have to take out. You'll pay them off easily with the great job you'll get after those four years when you come out a, a better, wiser citizen, right? And <laughs> with somebody with massive earning potential, just don't worry about it. Just go to college. I think that mentality is fading. I think it is fading. I think parents and students are taking a harder-headed look at university. They're looking more at where they can get uh, financial aid, they're looking at it as more of a cost-benefit analysis instead of only looking at the upside. So that's one, and that's the most important way we're going to get out of this, which is, you know, I think like uh, uh, foundations like MicroWorks works and, and the in, increased attention to alternatives to college, I think will be very, very helpful in this regard. But two, the answer when you're in a hole is just stop digging right? to stop digging, stop raising the subsidies, both direct and indirect through student loans to the university system, right? And we just, we just completed two years of complete Republican dominance of the House, the Senate, and the, the, the White House, and never in two years was cutting or even freezing the amount of student aid and aid to universities, uh, even on the table, right? We were talking about how to structure that aid, perhaps, but nobody was even saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't raise the subsidies this year. Maybe we should just leave them the same. Um, and and that's, that's a remarkable thing when you think about it, because it doesn't make a lot of sense on, on a common sense level uh, for the Republican Party to subsidize what have become basically the ideological training grounds for their opponents. Uh, and it, it definitely doesn't make any sense for the average American who's making 55, $60,000 and who does not have a bachelor's degree to subsidize a women's studies degree for somebody who's going to Harvard um, and who either is or will shortly become a member of the elite. That's a very kind of reverse Robin Hood sort of sort of program. Only no one looks at it that way, right? We look at it as, yes, the universities are untouchable. They're haunts they're of wisdom. Um, they're, they're where all the, the good research comes from. The reality is we're underwriting a lot of stuff. Like, for example, one of the things I, I uh, cited in my piece is, is recently a peer-reviewed article came out that lists felines, cats, as co-authors, right? <laughs> if you wanna write a write a paper with your cats, that's great, but I it's not really clear why the US taxpayer should be paying you to do it.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, that, that's, that's a, a lovely way to, to end this conversation. You know, I do think that, that if there's, it's, it's really in many ways, as much as it's a had um, about a lot of um, interesting uh, or generate a lot of interest because of the celebrity nature of this scandal, it really is a sad kind of statement about where we are. But hopefully this is a little bit of hitting rock bottom and will encourage some much needed rethinking about how we approach the higher education topic. So, um, Inez, thank you so much for joining me today, and for everybody who listened, um, thank you, and um, please give us a thumbs up and share this with your friends, and come visit us again at IWF.org, where all issues are women's issues.
0: If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.